Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with the three winners of the Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award, or APSIPA, in the Social Prosperity category. Fujian Catholic University Hospital, Shanghai City in Hong Kong, and Sunny Founder. With the gradual increase of global risks, how can we develop innovative practices to ensure a future where sustainability will become mainstream? The Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award is established to explore dynamic social innovation models in the Asia-Pacific and to motivate more changemakers to contribute to social innovation, discovering and celebrating social innovation partnerships that connect diverse stakeholders and make significant social impacts. Partnership cases are required to set the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs, as their core value. And the award sets motivating social innovation partnerships as its purpose, integrating the 17 SDGs sorted into three categories, biosphere sustainability, inclusive business, and social prosperity. Three winners were chosen from each category, and there was one special jury prize chosen by the judging panel. So this Social Prosperity Award focuses on social innovation initiatives relevant to fundamental dignity in human society. And I'm lucky to be here today with the three respective founders and representatives of their organizations, Hu Ping Chen, or Phoebe, Professor Jiang, and Dr. Tat Lam. Hu Ping Chen, or Phoebe, is the co-founder of Sunny Founder. In 2015, she graduated from the National Taiwan University and received a PhD degree in sociology. She and several partners developed the first green energy crowdfunding platform, Sunny Founder, in Taiwan. The platform has widened the popularity of green energy with an innovative and interesting method that allows all people to share the benefits brought by green energy and contribute to environmental sustainability. Professor Jiang, an international renowned orthopedic surgeon and a physician scientist, has enjoyed building a career not only in knee joint reconstruction, but also integrating his surgical expertise to pioneering novel techniques in joint cartilage regeneration. His research curiosities has led to the development of biphasic cartilage regeneration implant an autologous chondrocyte implant solution that reduces the current need for two surgeries to one. This has successfully passed TFDA regulations and is an available treatment option in Taiwan. Professor Jiang's latest innovation work includes fiercely advocating the establishment of the Center for Innovation at Fuchen University Hospital. So when COVID-19 pandemic hit, the urgent need for negative pressure isolation ward prompted CFI to quickly come up with a solution. Through Professor Jiang's leadership, 
MacWord, or Modular, Adaptable, and Convertible, was born. By using specially treated recycled materials, this environmentally conscious concept may revolutionise how hospital wards are designed. And finally, Dr. Tat Lam is currently the CEO of SZC Holdings, a social enterprise to research social finance and social development strategies, develop technological solutions for the bottom billion market, and launch mission-driven ventures to solve the problems on the ground. Dr. Lam is an expert in development, social anthropology, and impact finance. With Dr. Lam's leadership, SZC Holdings has been serving social capitals, foundations, and governments in China, Singapore, Myanmar, and Brazil. And recently, Dr. Lam and his team launched a new venture in Singapore to provide microfinance services targeting the unbanked population in PNG, Laos, Myanmar, and Hong Kong, supported by capacity building programs and blockchain technologies. Before founding SZC Holdings, Dr. Lam involved in large-scale urban and rural development projects in China, consulting on strategies of public-private engagements and collaborations. Dr. Lam was graduated from Columbia University in New York and UCL in London. He's been teaching urban development, innovation, and entrepreneurship programs at the Chinese University of Hong Kong for the last eight consecutive years. So it's a pleasure to be speaking with you all. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to start off by talking a little bit about your projects. So Tat Lam, it would be great if you could please share a little bit about your project the impact that you're creating, and what led to your passion in social innovation. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. So the project that I would like to talk or introduce today is what we call IDCC, which stands for Impact Data Consortium Chain. It's actually a solution that we created in Hong Kong to build capacity of the ecosystem of impact finance or government funding or social entrepreneurship. We all understand that impact measurement is very important because that actually gives the transparency about what is going on. But the problem is there's really lacking of a common standard that, you know, there are like 500 to 5,000 different types of or different size of social entrepreneurships or NGOs happening in Hong Kong, working on all these different kinds of sectors. Everybody would like to understand like how we perform and each organization would like to also benchmark or compare with each other. There's really lacking of the common standard and there's even no solutions at this particular moment that basically say a, a big authority can come in and say, I'm the standard. Like nobody would like to comply really just because such specificities of impact everybody is building. Mm-hmm. So we would like to adopt an internet mindset, basically say like, how can we just, or why don't we just start to use, for example, a Wikipedia concept instead of an authority concept yes. that we can create a network of impact measurement. So the idea for IDCC start from a impact measurement library, what we call SLIM, some library of impact management. It's actually a matrix library that everybody can use and manage and everybody can share. But the problem come in, say, then what is the privacy issue? Like when everybody using this library contributing data, when we start to engage with the frontline, the beneficiaries and so on, like how can we actually protect the privacy of everybody? Mm. How can I just broadcast my impact to the particular organization or entities that, I, I'm, that I'm trusting instead of everybody. Because we believe that impact measurement is so very specific. 
So this is the reason why we start to apply a blockchain or decentralized ledger technology. So basically build on a decentralized identification system that everybody's privacy can be protected. All the impact measurement is accountable. So basically, this is what we call all the data are actually stateful. And number three, when we start to share, when we start to broadcast of impact, there is actually a consortium of organizations in Hong Kong backing the trust system behind that. So fundamentally, we would like to solve the trust system within the ecosystem of impact business or impact finance in Hong Kong. So that was actually like how we actually started. It's like we try to differentiate ourselves from a typical SaaS, which measuring impact, because what we believe the fundamental problem is about trust. Mm-hmm. It's not about operation and efficiency. So basically, I think that's like a nutshell about what we're doing. It's some super interesting work, Tatlam. So thanks so much for sharing more about your project. And Professor Jang, we'd love to hear a little bit more about Fujian University Hospital. Tell us more about your project, the impact that you're creating, and what led to your passion in social innovation. Okay, so thanks, Tom. First, our hospital, Fujian Catholic University Hospital, is equipped with a unique center for innovation dedicated to understand patients' needs and work with industrial partners to come up with solutions that can scale. And that's where the idea of MarkWorth came from. When COVID was still an epidemic, Center for Innovation sensed a global pandemic was near. So we were already brainstorming how might the hospital handle the potential influx of the patients. Mm. At that time, Fujian Catholic University Hospital Center for Innovation was working with Taiwan Design and Research Institute on hospital workspace. So soon after, TDRI introduced MiniWITS with the space design and material technology capabilities into the discussion. The impact of MarkWorld is that it is designed not only to save lives, but also save the environment. First, the saving lives part. MarkWorld stands for Modular, Adaptable, Convertible. The modular and the adaptable feature make it possible to quickly assemble mobile hospital with negative pressure space in any hospital room throughout the world. The convertible feature gives the hospital the ability to convert conventional wards into negative pressure space that can be used as a quarantine ward, intensive care unit, or even operation room within the hospital. Mm. These features will be key when we have to react fast to combat pandemic like COVID. Second, the saving environment. Since 90% of mug work is made from upcycled materials, creating only one-tenth of the building waste compared to the conventional hospital ward, while we create MarkWorld to meet the urgent pandemic needs, we make sure the design is sustainable and environmentally friendly too. We trust the concept of MarkWorld will revolutionize the way we build hospital wards. In terms of what led me to the passion to social innovation, to be honest with you, we did not create MarkWorld for the sake of social innovation. We as medical frontier workers, saving lives is our job and our passion. Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Professor Jang. It's some amazing work that you're doing there at the hospital and obviously making some really strong impact. So we're going to move on to Phoebe from Sunny Founder. Phoebe, tell us a little bit about your project and the impact you're creating. What led to you with your strong passion that you're dedicating to this space? Thanks, Tom. Sunny Founder is the first green energy crowdfunding platform in Taiwan. Our mission is to allow everyone to participate in the action of green energy and share the benefits. With an innovative crowdfunding business model, Sunny Founder invites different stakeholders, including the general public, the disadvantaged groups, the enterprises, as well as local governments and nonprofit organizations to find their active roles through our platform. Until now, Sunny Founder has become the largest platform of citizen power plant in Taiwan. More than 20,000 people have participated in the construction of more than 200 solar power systems. And as a result, more than 10 megawatts have been built. Beyond that, there have been a total of nine enterprises and more than 7,000 people participating in 12 solar charity projects. We have helped more than 1,000 children, the elderly and the disabled. And as a social entrepreneur, entered the green energy industry from social research. I believe it's important to leave no one behind on the road of energy transition. And it will echo the number seven of sustainable development goals. Ensure access to sustainable and energy for all. With an innovative business model combines the balance of social, economic, and environmental concepts. I believe everyone could be the power of change for a more sustainable future. Thank you. Thank you very much, Phoebe. Some some amazing work there. And look, winning the APSIPER Award highlights all of your dedication, hard work and skills to innovate. There's three amazing people on this call today. So Phoebe, I might just start with you again. You're based out of Taiwan. So what are some of your observations of the social innovation movement in your country or perhaps even further afield? And where do you see some key opportunities and next steps? Sally Founder is a social enterprise that's dedicated to promoting the popularity of green energy. In Taiwan, we have a very clear policies of energy transition and resources for encouragement of social innovation. Under a favorable environment of market and institution, our green energy crowdfunding business model is able to expand successfully. And since uh, 2017, in response to the amendment of the electricity industry law and the liberalization of the electricity industry, we have begun to move to the next phase of business model, establishing green energy trading industry and green power trading platform. In the future, the platform will be able to purchase different combinations of renewable energy powers, and everyone will be able to strive for the future of energy he or she wishes. 
Thank you. Thank you very much, Phoebe. It's great to hear your reflections there. And Dr. Tatlam, we might lead to you now too, because you're based in Hong Kong, but have worked quite broadly in a number of countries. So what are some of your observations of the social innovation movement right now? And where do you see some key opportunities? I think it's especially after the COVID-19 actually creating so many different types of social crisis and emergency. I think suddenly sustainable developments become a very big issue right now, yeah. like ESG investments, like all these kind of terms, which we have been talking internally within our communities for the last decades, mm. suddenly become a really big deal right now. So it just, just seems to me that sustainable development is becoming just relevant right now. Yeah. And that means 20 years ago, basically say, hey, I'm actually developing my business. I'm actually going to use internet. And everybody's going to say, okay, great, then I'm going to bring IPO because you have internet business. But right now, every single business has an internet concept. Yeah. So I think we're actually hitting such moment right now for sustainable development that if you are not developing a sustainable development in your business, that means you're irrelevant to the market. I think it's suddenly like that. So I think there's a huge urgency right now in the entire market or ecosystem that they are really lacking of capacity. Like, we have been all talking about social innovation, we talk about impact investment, we're talking about development finance, but really all these mainstream banks, investors, bankers, like they have no idea about, oh, we're great, like we're actually gonna create as an ESG investment fund, but nobody knows how to create a benchmarks and so on. Mm-hmm. And even the thing in the consultancy kind of space, they're still really lacking of agencies that are actually really dedicated on doing that. So I think it's really a responsibility of us to keep building the ecosystem, sustainable developments or impact business by providing more talent, more capacity building programs and more incentive for all these mainstream consultancy firms or auditing firms or like big companies to actually get into this marketplace. And on the other hand, try to incentivize more grassroots entrepreneurship to actually get in because in the future, I mean, it's going to be very close to future that a lot of capital is going to flow into this market. And I think we need to be very prepared about that. Yeah, absolutely. There's some really, really great reflections there when we talk about, you know, being irrelevant and the urgency of this work. So thanks very much for sharing that. Professor Jiang, you, you too, are, you're based in, in Taiwan at the Fuchen Catholic University there. So what yeah. are your observations of this social innovation movement right now? And where are there some great opportunities? Okay, again, as frontier medical worker, our job and our passion is to save lives. Whether it is social innovation or medical innovation, focusing on user and understand the user's unmet need should be the centerpiece of any innovation. Mm. Hospital is where patient needs are centralized. Fujian Catholic University Hospital established a center for innovation where the hospital opened to the public nearly three years ago. It hired a creative mastermind with both a medical and design background that bridged medical practice with design thinking to come up with a tailored collaborative method that works in this Taiwanese hospital setting dedicated to integrate patients' needs with industrial technology to generate solutions that can scale. Since its inauguration, Fujian Catholic University Hospital CFI has identified more than 40 unmet clinical needs, 
Mark World is just one of the solutions that came out from the Center for Innovation. Therefore, a key innovative opportunity for hospital is to set up a team and dedicate its mission to uncover and make clinical needs. Thank you. Thanks very much, Professor Jang. I think there's some great, some great reflections in there. And you've been on a big journey in, in setting this up. So what's one piece of advice that you would give, not just to other medical practitioners, but you know, social entrepreneurs and innovators alike, who are starting out on their journey and focused on social prosperity? What would you say to them? Focus on the people. Listen and observe before jumping into a solution. I think this is my my advice. I love it. It's short, it's sharp, and it's so, so relevant. Thank you very much for that. Really appreciate it. Phoebe, let's jump to you. You've obviously learned a lot in your journey of setting up Sunny Founder. So what's, what's some advice that you would give to some other social entrepreneurs or innovators on their journey? I believe in order to make the world a better place, you must be the one who takes the first step. As Gandhi said, you must be the change you want to see in the world. I had doubt myself once, and thinking if anyone would ever believe or support us. However, there would be no answer without actions. Therefore, I would like to encourage everyone. Be a braver self will be the biggest reward while you are on your road heading toward innovation. Thank you. Some great advice there, Phoebe. Thank you very much. And Dr. Tat Lam, you had some great reflections earlier on this irrelevance that some mainstream corporates, for example, may find themselves in if they're not working to the SDGs. What's some advice that you would give to other entrepreneurs or innovators? Sure, no problem. I mean, actually, a lot of us, maybe I can pick one, which is, I think, when we're actually considering uh, social innovation, especially either from a mainstream perspective, like big corporation getting in or startup ideas, I, I think the important thing is really considering about the impact risk. Because I think the startup concept for the last 20 years from Silicon Valley doesn't work because of this whole trying and era kind of mentalities is basically going to ruin a lot, a lot of communities because every single social innovation, not just as business, but also really engaging with a specific community. Mm-hmm. So we cannot let it fail. So that means we need to be very clear about what is our impact goal at the very beginning and actually mitigate the impact risk. So I'm actually a little bit even hesitate on taking money from venture capitalists because the capital or the, the power behind the, the capital is really lacking of the patient. And, and of course, eventually, hopefully there will be more uh, capitals can actually uh, join this whole communities of impact business. Great, great reflection there. Thanks very much for sharing that. So look, to finish off, we have a global audience at Impact Boomer from over 200 countries around the world. And many of them love reading great books or tapping into some resources that are going to help them on their journey. So, Phoebe, we might kick off with you. Are there any specific resources or books that you'd recommend to our listeners? Yes, I would like to recommend a book that very much inspired me. Zero to One, Notes on the Staffs or How to Build the Future. I think the most difficult phase is starting a business from zero to one. In order to pursue your dream, you must believe yourself, find your unique value, and continue to move forward. 
then you will definitely reach the future you want. Thank you. Thanks very much, Phoebe. It's been a, a pleasure to, to hear more about your journey and have your recommendations today. Professor Jang, let's talk about some books or resources or something else that you'd recommend. Yes, I think one book is very useful for the listener. It's the Think Big, Start Small, Move Fast. This book is from Mayo Clinic, and it's written by Nicolas LaRusso, Barbara Spirio, Gianrico Farugia. So it is a blueprint for transforming from Mayo Clinic Center for Innovation. I think it is a very good book to read. Fantastic. Well, we will stick it on our list and we will include a link through to that book in the article for those that are listening. Thanks very much for that. And look, Dr. Tatlam, let's finish off with your recommendations of books or resources. No problem. I actually recommend this book called Poor Economics. It's actually by uh, this three professor actually got a Nobel Prize like a few years ago. It's really studying about like how money actually generating an impact. I'm actually getting this book from the street in Bangladesh. That is actually a fake book. I want to say sorry about that. It's actually, but I'm actually really amazed that some street sellers are selling this kind of books in the street of Bangladesh. So that's why I, I got one of this and I got really amazed by that. Wonderful. And look, I missed the title again. Can you please repeat the title for our listeners? It's called... Yeah, of course. It's called Poor Economics. Poor Economics. A radical rethinking of the way to fight global poverty. Wonderful. Okay, well, we'll add it to our list and we'll make sure that our listeners can get hold of that. So to all of you, thank you so much for your really generous insights and time today. Congratulations again on winning the APSIPA Social Prosperity Award. We wish you the best of luck in the future and we'll look forward to tracking your journeys. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter.